It is Wednesday night here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York, August 24th. Welcome to this particularly special podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaaf. With me, as always, is Jared Smola and Adam Krautwurst. And we are here tonight, boys, because I'm doing my FFPC main event draft. It's going to be my one for the night. I know that that's not for the night, for the year. I know that's (laughs) a little bit low for your settings, Adam, but it obviously brings the focus directly on it, makes every pick that much more important. Yeah, one sound sounds like a mock draft or something. You're just getting <laughs> you're just getting warmed up. It's a baby. Come on. <laughs> yeah, this is what we work toward though. I've got my draft sharks war room synced, so I've got that ready to go. I got the sidebar up here in my FFPC draft room, so I'll be looking at what those guys at Draft Sharks tell me to do with every turn. I've got our uh, FFPC ADP up so I can see who's likely to get back to me. I, I'm set, Jared. Yeah, I mean you're you're welcome for for being here. This is like my bedtime, 10, 10 p.m. But here here I am, ready ready to watch your main event draft. This is usually too for me where I'm thinking like I should probably get ready for bed, even if I don't actually do it. I, I'm thinking that I should, but you know it's draft season. You got to make some sacrifices somewhere, and frankly, it's either this or do it in the middle of the day or like the like dinner time and say sorry, kids, uh, no time to pay any attention to any of you right now. I got to go draft a team, so. You know, I, 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 I think you're. Yeah, I think you're more. You're more likely to get um, tired or you know drunken drafters at these you know 10, 10 p.m. Eastern drafts. This might be the you know the plus EV time slot for these main events. Well, let me tell you, my plus EV prep though is I, I highly recommend uh, going the night before and hanging out at a buddy's house until one o'clock in the morning, and <sighs> then coming home to find one of your kids fell asleep on your side of the bed, so you get to sleep on the couch and yes. have kind of a fitful night's sleep. So uh, that I don't know how about everybody else, but you know, before I sink the war room, I like to do that, stay up too late, <laughs> not get a, a good enough sleep, and then tear into one of these. I was up, I was up late last night too. I was uh, reliving my my college days at an OIR concert, so it was it was a late <laughs> oh night for me gosh. too. <laughs> well, what a night! Let's yeah. just get so to go into a late night draft. Yeah, well, let's let, let's let's get serious, though, Matt. So you have the you have the ten pick here. You know what kind of um, you know what do you what's your thought process going into the draft? You know, knowing where your draft slot is, knowing how these main events play out. I got to say, I like picking toward the end of round one this year. You know, picking up top, you can't complain about being in Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor territory. But beyond that, I think I'd probably rather be late in the round. Justin Jefferson, I guess, is also in that range of, you know, considering at the top of the draft. But once we get to four or five, I, I wouldn't mind being closer to the end because I'm getting a better player in round two. And I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between what I'm considering at five and what I'm expecting to be there at 10, especially here on FFPC where Derek Henry has been getting into the second round regularly. Uh, I like Stefan Diggs more than some other people do. So he's already going to be in my thought process around 10. We're probably, we're going to have Travis Kelsey off the board most likely before it gets to my pick. So that automatically puts pushes another running back or wide receiver a little further back than he would be in other drafts. So I like the position. I think that Stefan Diggs is certainly a guy that is in my head as a potential first round pick. And then there's that pack of running backs that we just talked about on this morning's podcast where not a whole lot of separation. And I like looking at them because it can even push me toward a receiver if I'm 
waffling between them, knowing that there are like five guys and I just need one of them to make it back to me. Yeah, I've, I've done probably about four or five mains already, a couple slows. Oh, I know I did one with you guys. I don't think I've had a pick outside the top five or six. So that'll be, I, I do have a, a couple eight or I have a, two eights and a 10 coming up eventually here. But uh, yeah, no, I like that. I like that strategy. Uh, we'll see who, who falls to you. You know, there's a couple, couple big names in this, in this draft room. A um, couple of piss boys. They're going to be, they're going to be uh, pissing receivers all night long and you know who they are. And, uh, Ooh, oh, off to the races. Sound. There we go. Beautiful. There we go. It gets me going even when it's just like eight in the morning and a slow draft is restarting. But now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For my fast draft in the main event, it's even better. Now it's just now I have to wait and see how long it takes to get to the 10 spot. But, you know, like I said, got the draft war room synced up. So it's taking the players off for me. I've got the sidebar that's brand new this year and does appear on the FFPC draft room. So I don't even have to click away from the draft room to see who Draft Sharks says that I should take as my turn comes up. We are. Two picks in so far. We just had Justin Jefferson go ahead of Cooper Cup. And guys, that's like becoming ADP now. I know it is ADP on underdog. I don't know for sure on FFPC yet, but Jefferson over Cup is getting to be the norm lately. Is yeah, it I took- is it because of Stafford's elbow? Is that is that is that the reason? Wow, digs at four. Oh, oh baby. Boy. Oh baby. Wow. Someone's gonna get cup. Um, I think it's because people are starting to realize that maybe Jefferson is probably going to be in that Cooper cup role. And he's, you know, he, he might be more talented than, than copies. He's up there. And so people, and it's a lot of high volume players. I just want to, if they get multiple picks, like the other night I picked two in a main and I was going to go Christian McCaffrey and he went one. So I went Justin yeah. Jefferson at two. Cause I already have Cooper cup. I'll get some more Cooper cup. So in the first round, you kind of want to, you want to vary it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Justin Jefferson might be in the Cooper Cup role, but do you know who's definitely in the Cooper Cup role? <laughs> Cooper Cup, great, yes. great, great guess. Great I, guess. I, I think it's a little, uh, what is it, what is it fa- fancy play syndrome? Taking, I, I, I get if you want to diversify and get some mm-hmm. Jefferson, but if I have. Five one draft, it's it's still a cup over Jefferson for me. Yes, that's where I'm at. It's cup ahead of Jefferson for me, but if I'm picking between them a bunch of times, it won't be cup every time because I certainly do like Jefferson. I think part of it is people want to have it be Jefferson, so the Stafford thing helps that. It gives them a reason. Jefferson's obviously very good, so you we all expect next. big things. Oh, there's that that sexy voice. I'm up next. <laughs> you're up Travis next. Kelsey is off the board. We had uh, Jamar chase go off the board now, you're as well. On I'm on Najee, the clock. Oh, you love that. You love seeing I'm Najee looking at running back here. We've got several of them. We've got Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin cook, Deandre Swift, Joe Mixon, all high in the draft room. I mean, I could take any of those guys and I'm not sure that there's a downside to them. We've got Derek Henry at the top of the, DS board just ahead of Barkley though. And they're all close that those two and Dalvin cook are separated by 11 total DMVP points. As I look at it. So Henry, I mean, Henry's popping ahead because ADP says he's less likely to be there in the second. Is that, is that the reason why? Probably maybe. Yeah. yeah this is an interesting thing to kind of what you were talking about earlier, Matt, and go ahead and think it through as I talk here. But um, I mean, you could also like, if there's a receiver that you really want that, you know, it's not going to make it back to you. Left. You could go receiver and then, and then grab one of those running backs that are so close together in the second half, in the you know the top half of the second round. But um, yes. yeah, well, yes, yes, thank you for making the, right, the right, right decision. That's the right pick. There was, there was a right pick there, and that's it. 
Saquon Barkley. I, I have to admit it's tough because I I don't hate Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook, but Saquon's just been kind of my guy through this off season. I, he was especially so back early when we could take him in round three, still so all the way through round two. And now this is the range where he belongs. So like I thought that he should have been around this area to begin with. So I don't feel like I'm losing value by now taking him around there. And obviously, so the, the question on him is, does the offense stink so bad that it hurts Saquon Barkley or um, no, no, that's the question on him. The other side of that is there's so little pass catching, um, you know, competition relative to some other guys. Maybe he just beats up Derrick Henry on the reception upside. So, you know, it was, it was close to a coin flip, but I, I ended up going with the guy that we all like very much. And oh, what, yeah. Adam, would you say, would you say probably less than 50, 50 chance that he makes it back to Matt in the second round at this point? I mean, it seems like Barkley is, you know, going in the late first, the very early second, most drafts at this point. Yeah. That's that. If you want Barkley, that's, you have to take him there. I mean, you yeah, know, right. I, I like him ahead of Najee and right up there with Eckler as it is. So even, even based on value, it's fine. And, you, you know, especially with guys, you know, Cook, Swift, all those guys probably maybe would have taken uh, Barkley there. Guys, I won't yeah, give away the name the because I don't know if he would want me to, but the mm-hmm. the guy picking at 12 is a Draft Shark subscriber, so he would have absolutely oh, nice. taken Barkley. Oh, yeah. And See now, yeah. So now we've got Mixon and oh. Derrick Henry topping the board here. Land Another pair of players down. I like. What about, what about Andrews? I think he has to be in consideration, right? I mean, he's not really that close in DMVP. I'm okay with waiting past Andrews because I like the tight ends for several more turns beyond this. Comments. Comments. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going tight end here. It's it's really Derek Henry or Joe Mixon for me. And... Oh boy, the draft sharks favorite. Uh, the draft sharks favorite. But yeah, this is interesting. I mean, this is a good point. Uh it's, it's the reason why I like the, the one two turn. There's just so many different ways to build. So many different options, especially if, if you like, like I like Swift, I like Lamb. If Adams falls fine, Cook never falls that far, but okay, that'd be great. Like, there's so many different ways Henry. to build there. The big dog, the big dog. Derek you know, Henry. I think the thing that just finally pushed it is we're we're into round two. Every, it's it feels like every year. It's only what the third. This will be the fourth year of him as their lead back. I think. Um, you know, it's always seems like time to fade him and then you do and then it hurts you. So I figure in round two, it's late enough for it to make sense. I don't know. I could have gone either way between him and Mixon. And if I had the decision to make sure. again, I would probably go the other way just to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. To get the different. Yeah. yeah I don't I don't mean I'm already second guessing it. I mean, I would <laughs> that's right. Between them. That's right. <laughs> How funny. Kelsey Andrews. There it is. Bully boy tight end. You know, how, uh, do, we, do we have numbers how on how that? that works in this format, Adam? Um, the the our uh, I thought the ROI. What's the word I'm looking for? The um advance win rate, rate isn't isn't the win rate and the advance rate isn't uh great with tight end tight end, which is why I've kind of avoided it. Um, and I sometimes I always feel like I'm chasing uh whenever I go tight end tight end. I always feel like I'm chasing it at, at other positions, but I don't watch it. I love bully tight end. You know, I've gone Kelsey Goddard. I've gone like I would go Kelsey Pitts in the right situation if I had to, especially if Pitts fell to like the third. But um, 
Andrews, I think there's enough question marks around Andrews ceiling with, you know, him with Lamar. He had, you know, he had better stats without Lamar than he had with Lamar. So, um, but I'm fine with Andrews, but I, I don't think I would take him if I already had Kelsey. My only question on Andrews is do the Ravens throw the ball significantly less this year? I think we would, we, we certainly haven't projected for a drop. The question is how much do they drop off? And I don't know. And I just think that he's going early enough that if I take him there, I'm betting that they don't drop off too much. And I think that adds some risk to it. You know, maybe there's a little bit of uh, hidden bias in there of I missed on him last year. Now he's going much earlier. So I'm not going to chase that missing out last year by taking him where I have to take him this year. I think it's a fair range for him to be going. He was close to their in our um, draft sharks rankings as I got to that turn, but wasn't at the top of the board. And I, I, we've talked a lot about tight ends. I like what I can get later in the draft. So I felt like I would have been chasing a little bit more if I went tight end there than if I just took care of my, my starting RB spots. Yeah. That, that Baltimore backfield is less healthy right now than I you know, thought it would be a, a couple months ago at this point. I mean, Gus Edwards is going to miss, I think half the season at this point, let's say JK Dobbins, you know, we, we heard uh, recently that, you know, that they're going to take it easy on him out of the gate, which is not a surprise. So it's, you know, Mike Davis. And if, you know, if he's a big part of your, your ground attack, I, I do think at least to open the season, they're going to be probably close to a similar, you know, pass rate as they were, uh, you know, throughout last season. So that's good news for Mike Andrews. Maybe that changes throughout the year. Maybe by the second half of the season, they are closer. It's, you know, the, the 50%, 45% pass rate we've seen under Roman. But um, I think at least to open the season, they're going to be, you know, pretty close to what they were last year. What do we think about Lamar b- bulking up? Like I'm trying to, you know, Matt loves narrative street. So I feel like, <laughs> like, do we think that's just in general? Cause he's, he's kind of ended the last two years hurt. Or do we think, Hey, maybe they didn't give him any more weapons you know, they kind of lost weapons. Do they, does he, are they going to run him more or the same? And he wants to stay healthy. I think that's kind of an interesting, like, I, like, I don't think he bulked up to sit in the pocket and throw more, you know, so that he, he doesn't have a contract yet either. I don't know what that right? means. You know, if he, narrative he's street, baby. Of, let's let's yeah. go. A lot of narratives. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's probably a matter of a guy saying, I didn't like being hurt last year. I'm going to make sure I'm in peak condition this year. I haven't really seen much of him yet to see whether he looks different, but I doubt that it's huge. I know that there was stuff like, uh, you know, the OC saying, oh, I, you shook his hand. You can feel the difference. Like, all right, come on, guys. Talk about a narrative. I think I think what we're looking for is a healthy Lamar Jackson. It sounds like he's probably motivated to get that. And, you know, otherwise we should expect plenty of fantasy numbers from him. I agree with what you said, Jared. It wouldn't be at all surprising if they throw the ball quite a bit to open the season. You know, we'll, we'll see where they go. It's going to be an interesting team for sure. Overall, it's a backfield that's a lot less interesting than it could be if people were healthy. Mike Davis is going to be more involved than he reasonably <laughs> should be. He won't go away. How oh, funny. I mean, I mean, AJ Brown and T Higgins, that's, you know, for Brown, it's almost a full round ahead of ADP, right? For Higgins, it's mm-hmm. about a half round ahead. So, um, it, it, you know, it looks like those teams in the middle of the draft are, are looking to go zero RP. And then you have more of the, RB heavy starts, you know, on, on your end of the draft, Matt. Yeah. And I, when multiple teams are taking a certain path like that, it's certainly going to make me consider leaning in a different direction. Cause you know, we're not only trying to beat these 12, but also trying to beat a large field. But you know, in this case, it does start with beating 11 other teams. So 
I want to differ from them. I want to try to do something different versus the tournament, but I'm also not going to go out of my way to make this different. I'm going to try to draft the best team and win a million bucks. And what's, what's interesting too, is, you know, a lot of these main events, um, you know, you're in here with some, some big names, you got Hubbard in here, you got the ship chasing guys and, and a bunch of other people. But like a lot of the times when you get these high, high volume drafters, they end up doing things that they w- maybe wouldn't normally do. And it ends up mm-hmm. helping like digs. I think Hubbard took digs at four. Like that was you know, surprising. He's, he's doing that, but he, I was in a draft where he took, um, where he took Barkley at like four because he just wants to build these different rosters. If he's going to do 50 of them or 70, or however many he's doing, he wants to build different teams with players that he actually likes. So there, that's a strategy where it can help him in building a unique roster and it can help you in building the roster that you want to build. Cause you're only doing one, you know? So that's kind of where it's uh, where these rooms can get, can get interesting. Boy, it'd be nice to be in a position where you could <laughs> throw out 50 of these drafts in a year. Sure. Well, when you're as successful as Hub is, I mean, you know, you can roll it over and keep keep it going. There you go. I'm sitting here in the room that also houses all of my family's board games <laughs> and old VHS tapes. <laughs> Looking it. at broken lightsabers as I draft. <laughs> there you go. I don't think I'll be throwing out 50 of these. But Looking at what did go, I was surprised that Stefan Diggs went as early as he did. Um, I started wondering if that was going to make other wide receivers fall. It did not really. Jamar Chase went pretty soon after he was gone at six. Then I was wondering if Austin Eckler would make it. He didn't. Travis Kelsey slipped, but he went the pick before me. I probably would have taken him if he got the 10. I would have been curious to see if he topped the DS board um, at that point. I would imagine that he probably would have. Um, and then so we got through that round. I'm not really – the, I'm not really surprised by anything in round two. You know, you, you mentioned Jared, AJ Brown pushing up the board. Joe Mixon, I think, went later than he really should. But otherwise, I think round two looked kind of the way you would anticipate just with the players involved. Yeah, Javante Williams, the other one that sticks out to me, yeah. uh, being what is he, like RB10 there in the, you know, early to, to mid second round. Um, that's that's a that's a tough one for me to, for me to get behind. Yeah, Javante Williams over Joe Mixon is not a good pick. Yeah, Kamara went about four picks later. Higgins went about almost a full round higher. Um, Aaron Jones went later, so I think there was definitely some some. I mean, that's I think that's why the. I mean, Leonard Fournette was the big faller right there. You know, him yeah. going into mid third there. Fournette fell. You know, I think that's why McCaffrey went. McCaffrey, Kamara, Jones is because normally that start isn't there. You know, so. guys, we have Darren Waller topping the DS picks as my turn approaches. He's not healthy yet, though, right, Jared? No, he's practiced like a few days all camp with the yeah, hamstring. That's that. Uh, I mean, I'm that, already that worry me a little bit. I'm already wary of him with the situation now with Devonte Adams around, and just to throw an injury on top of that, he he doesn't give me good vibes now, right you now. Are on the clock, but you know, I mean, your boy, your boy, sitting there. Uh, he sitting is, there. and I think I'm gonna have to make it a three running back start. Speaking yeah. of good vibes. Evans is dropping too. Isn't it funny? Brady comes back and Evans is still dropping even, even further. Well, see, well, I, I, I think the reaction to the Godman news and the Julio signing was kind of delayed. Like, I think that's where Evans would have gone all along. If we knew that Godwin was going to, you know, be ready early in the season, that they were going to add Julio Jones. Like it it just, it just took a while because he was going, he was going in the early second for a month there. He's just been kind of slowly dipping back down to where he belongs. 
So Matt gets, Matt gets his boy, James Conner. So I, I like, can I just say, I love the fact that we're not live and we can just go ahead and just freely speak other than yeah. like these other podcasts are hiding. Can't say players names. Like what are, what are we doing here? Uh, so Matt, what's your, what, what's your plan? Three straight running backs, ro- robust RB. Are you best player available still, or are you just going to pound receiver here for the next c- couple of rounds? I mean, I'm definitely going to start pounding receiver soon. The question at four, three is if Darren Waller's still there, is he the guy? Am I just overlooking? Cause he's way ahead of the receivers behind him and DMVP points. I know we still have Dalton Schultz around. We still have George Goddard in the sixth. Got her early yeah, six so, would be my target. So this, so, so so this always interests me. Like, so what do we have Waller projected for fantasy points wise in this FFPC scoring system? You know, ver, versus versus the wide receivers available. Is he projected to score more points in the wideouts? Oh, Allen Robinson just went off the board. So he's oh, at Gabe Davis. Wow, Waller's at two forty four. Brandon Cooks is the next wide receiver on my board at two fifty. Oh wait, Allen Robinson didn't go. He just moved in the view I was looking at. Right, Allen Robinson's still available. Yeah, he's yeah, still I, I don't see Robinson yeah. off the board. Yeah. So Waller is basically projected to score the same amount of fantasy points, but you're you know, going to use him at tight end. So. Yeah, but that's but the hamstrings with the, the one and a half PPR. I mean, it depends on how much you love. Like this is prime zone for Goddard in, in yeah. the next two rounds, like five and six. I mean, if you want Goddard, six. you're going yeah. to Goddard. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean? the thing. So the board wants me to. The board has Waller at the top for me. He, we only have him projected for four more points than we have for Goddard, and we're probably talking that there's two round right. difference in ADP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still getting the bad vibes on Waller. I think I'm. I think I'm yeah. going to pass and go wide receiver here. Alan Robinson idea. did go. We have Brandon Cooks. Hmm. Now you are on the clock. It's on the clock. Man, I'm not going to go running back again. Yeah. I'm not taking Josh Allen early in the fourth. Nope. Uh, there goes Waller, so that decision's made okay, for you. Nice. That one. Now the board has Cooks at the top, just narrowly ahead of Dalton Schultz and George Kittle, though. Mm. And Waddle? Are you, is Waddle available? How, how are you on Waddle? Yeah, Waddle's, Waddle's hurt. Waddle's hurt, too. He's missed like two weeks now oh with an injury. Mm. Big, it's Big Big yeah. Mike out there? Oh, he's gone. That stinks. Yeah, next receiver after Waddle is we got Terry McLaurin, then it's Broncos country. Oh, my. Just go mm. pretty solid and call it a night. <laughs> Brees Hall, pack up your briefcase. Running backs, running backs, running backs. Running backs. Go to bed. Uh, I think it's gonna Sup- be. I think it's gonna be Cooks for me. Fifteen seconds left. Very on brand. Very on brand draft. A very on it's brand a, draft. That's right. It, if I, you know, if I'm not totally comfortable going with one of the tight ends there, and my safety blanket, Brandon Cooks, is sitting there staring at me, I might as well take that safety blanket and have a warm night, right? That's right. And yeah, now, and now we, uh, now we hope Goddard gets back to us. <laughs> oh, he'll, he'll, he'll get back. He'll get back. But of sure. course, and, you know, part of that is even if I miss out on Goddard, we've talked about all the guys later on that I'm fine with as safety nets. You know, you have to push everything up here, but that's why I've got the board and the ADP to help me see what's possible. Yep. Yeah, I think I think you're going to get Goddard too because it's all about how the how the draft falls, right? Like the team in front of you's got two, and the team one of the teams behind you has one. So like it, I think he's definitely going to make it to you in the fifth. And then there's a good chance he makes it. I mean, his ADP is the middle of the sixth round. So unless the guy at the turn takes him, uh, I think you're, I think you're pretty safe to get, he goes at the six, three. So he's right on you in the sixth. Um, you still have Schultz and Kittle out there as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so Schultz, they'll, they'll, Schultz is, they'll be gone. Schultz almost time. always goes ahead of Goddard. From where yes. But what Matt's saying is it gives pl- tight ends for other teams to take. And leave mm-hmm. Matt Goddard. So Man, look at that. RB times four. Too. Look at that. RB times four. 
I love it. Wow. See, I, I mean, I guess, so I, I, I guess it's, it's getting out of best ball mode and into lineup setting mode. Cause when I see somebody take Javante Williams in round two and then follow with two more running backs, I'm like, well, why did you take Javante Williams? Or now aren't you betting against Javante Williams hitting? But in the format here, if Javante Williams is limited early in the season and you have Nick Chubb instead, you know, you're cushioning that a little bit. And then if Javante breaks out, you've gotten the RB points early. You still need yeah. to get lucky with the mid round wide receivers though. When you, regardless of best ball lineup setting, whatever you're, you, you are still kind of well, the other, against your Javante Williams pick. I think. I, I, I don't think so, especially here. Cause you can start off for the, the running. Backs, yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, that's true. Two, two RBs are the two flex spots. So. Here's here, here's my thing. If you want to go for four RBs, fine. But let's see what they do. Like you don't take any more for maybe at all, uh, yeah. or maybe one yeah. more in the in the fifteenth round. Like don't let's yeah. let's have a plan here. Let's not just go take eight running backs. Like you know, yeah, I that's, mean, for for yeah, Matt's sake, I hope they take five more running backs. But like, <laughs> but for their sake, like don't take any more running backs. You know, yeah, that's but, that's that's where you're, you're betting on, you know, those four being every mm-hmm. week starters for you staying relatively healthy and not, you know, backloading more RBs behind those top four. Why mm-hmm. is Amon Ra, is this, you know, Theo Greminger was talking about how when Hard Knocks comes out, all these Lions <laughs> are going to fly up the board. Like, what is, did Amon Ra do something on Hard Knocks that I wasn't aware that he, did he walk on water? Oh, like what, what did I miss? I mean, what is he there? Wide like, receiver, wide receiver round. 23. Like nothing's changed yeah. and he's got up a full round. Uh, in in 80, is he going there regularly? Yeah, yeah, he's going at the at the four eleven in in eighty eighty right 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 there. Okay. I just, I mean, nothing to, I mean, whatever. I'm a, if you love Amon Ra, great, but like, I just don't know why he's gone up around in ADP the last two weeks. Hard knocks, got to be hard, got to be hard knocks, got to be hard knocks. Yep. What am I missing? I'm still not an Amon Ra St. Brown drafter. I mean, I can see the positive path, but inside the top 24 just doesn't make sense to me. Not a, not ahead of Jerry Judy. No way. No. And he's in his ADP. He's one spot ahead of Brandon cooks in our FFPC ADP. So apparently I made the reach by taking Brandon cooks early in the fourth and should have, you know, taken the sun God instead. (laughs) Cooks was not going to get back to in the fifth. I know very likely. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think it was a reach there. I don't, I don't believe so either. So yeah, we still got Hawkinson along with Goddard on the board among tight ends as we start making Schultz, it back through round five. Schultz going that, you know, uh, I mean, first of all, going ahead of Goddard, but then, you know, just that close to the Kittle and Waller just doesn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't sit with me. What, what receivers are you, are you hoping for here, picks up this year, though? Schultz? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not generally the, I'm not a, much of a Dalton Schultz drafter either, but he's one where I'm like, man, I, possible i'm underrating him yeah i think i probably am too i just the receivers there are so so good that i just mm-hmm. you know i love like there's no way schultz finishes as a top three tight end i don't think this year but those receivers that are going there could absolutely smash mm-hmm. um and again i'm always in that range I'm like ah, i'll just wait and see if i can see if i can get goddard in the in the, in the sixth mm-hmm. or something but yeah. um what receivers are you looking for here man i mean it's getting this you know the four or five turn there always gobbles up a bunch of them. Are you are you looking for maybe uh, Chris Godwin? Maybe in that in that range. I tell you, <laughs> if 
if Goddard gets to me at 510, I'm going to go ahead and take him because I know that our friend there at 512 is most yeah. likely going to take him around. Oh, that I forgot. Yeah, no, there good info. Go. Good info. I forgot about that. Well, I mean, there's one there's one other wideout that sticks out to me, you know, very brand would be a brand pick for, for draft sharks. I don't know if you want me to say his name. I don't know if you believe in jinxes. I, tend <laughs> I don't to believe, believe in at jinxes, all in jinxes. <laughs> so you can say Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Bateman. <laughs> so you can say Rashad Bateman. <laughs> there goes Godwin to the ship chasers. Okay, so that is that is them. Yeah, the it's de- it's definitely I have I have confirmation. I have confirmation that that is the ship chasers. Probably hated that they got sniped on Kittle in the fourth. That probably was a heartbreak hotel for them, but I got to tell you, I really like team one team one with that Judy. Like I'm a big Judy Juju turn guy there and to get McCaffrey Kamara Jones and to go that, I mean, if they get, especially if they get two more receivers or that's a really nice start. I'm not the uh, Juju fan still, especially where he's going there. I think it's too early for him. I just see. I, I can I can imagine a world where he is. Just, I mean, he used to be. I mean, he used to be really really good. Or he, oh, used, he had a big yep. season. Oh come on! That's fine. That's fine. We're we're taking Ingram. We're taking Njoku late. We're fine. But that's oh, just so. Frustrating. That's early. That's early. Yeah. It's of course it's early. The like the guy too. that you want. Oh, it's so gross. I mean, his ADP I think was five twelve here. So it's not. Is it? Yeah. It's not crazy. Well, I've got. I've got I like the. I, I I liked the Pitts team through three rounds. I'm not huge on the Zeke in the fourth, and then now, tight end. The I think it might be Rashad Bateman time now, guys. Steal. Yes. Yeah, we I do like have. What well, we also have some other wide receivers. Wide re- ah, Bateman. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. My oh, he went Bateman. Oh, I thought I thought you were on the clock. Bateman's oh. gone. We've got. We've got that's a nice Hawkinson. team. We've got Hawkinson and Zach Ertz among the top few picks here. Michael Thomas, I see there. Those guys, Hawkinson and Hawkinson him? and Ertz don't don't get me going like Goddard does. Matt Calf, I see it. The MVP Calf's really going. likes Hawkinson in that spot. Uh, I think yeah. I'm going to go upside at wide out with Michael Thomas, and then like we'll that. see what comes back at tight end because totally you know right. I can see the target upside for Hawkinson. I would be okay with him there. I wouldn't feel awful about it, but it. There is certainly a lack of excitement, and I'm okay if he doesn't make it back around. And I'm uh, playing with other players at the position. I think, yeah, I think it's ultimately okay if I grab a couple later on. You know, we we always talk about David and Joku, Evan Ingram. They'll be available later, and I'm okay with pairing a couple and just kind of figuring it out during the season too. That's where I'm at. Once Goddard's off the board in these FFPC drafts, I'm just kind of waiting and Me trying too. to get like two of those late guys, whether it's Ingram and Joku, Everett. Uh, Tyler Higby, I, I think, is is undervalued. You know, we, we know he has a role in a top ten passing game. You have some, you know, you know, Van Jefferson might miss a start of the season, which could help uh, Higby get off to a good start. So there's there's there, there's guys to take late, and you're not gonna, you know, win the position if you can just get by and you know win at the other positions that that can work. Man, how about how about Hubbard getting Josh Allen in the fifth round to pair up with Diggs, like? You know, that's, and that's what we're talking about. Last year, Mahomes is going to two, three turn. Mm-hmm. And this year it's, it's the number one QB. Is it just more Josh? Should I take that as a Josh Allen disrespect? Is that, is that what I should do? The number one fantasy quarterback being drafted in the fifth when that was, no, you should take two, it as this turn. whole, this whole drafting universe here <laughs> hates to be the first one to take quarterback. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with them. I don't disagree with them. 
But when you but do that, take him as the first quarterback, it's in the middle of the fifth when you have Stefan Diggs. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's really much too long for him to last. I think the, I think Josh Allen should have come off the board earlier than that. I, I, I don't think he would have been a bad pick at my 403 spot. I didn't seriously consider him there. Um, but I think anywhere in round four is just a fine time to start quarterbacks. Elijah Moore I'd still rather have Kyler in the seventh and Allen in the fourth, but. Team uh, Team Nine is going to be a problem for you, Matt. I, I like that team, the Kelsey Andrews team. I honestly, I'm just not worried about the bully tight end start. I mean, you know, we'll see how it goes, but I think that's one of those things that you talk yourself into because of the format, and then you, you just up end next. up behind at another position. I don't, so I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see. It, it looks like Nine has a plan, though. You know, he, you know. Bully tight end. I mean, I don't think he went in thinking Kelsey Andrews, but he adjusted. He or she adjusted Evans, Waddle, Bateman, you know, and now they're probably going to take it. Maybe another receiver and then pound running back. You'll see or something for a couple rounds. But Hawkinson go- was screaming at somebody else at the top of the yeah. draft charts <laughs> yeah. war room at the five Thielen, six. Matt? Are you thinking Thielen <laughs> coming up here? The clock. I'm sorry. Who'd maybe? you say Adam? Adam Adam Thielen maybe c- coming up here or another receiver. Yeah, that's certainly a possibility. I thought about him last time. Yeah, it's a little too early. So we still got Justin Herbert on the board, which is always yeah. enticing. I was, I'm curious to see how fall the how far the quarterbacks fall in this draft. I have a feeling that they're going to fall a lot. That's just whenever we get in these drafts where the first one doesn't go to the four or five turn, or some that just ends up being pushing them way down. You know, yeah. for sure. But this is a tough spot. I, I don't. I don't envy Matt here. It's a tough spot. I would love to have. Uh, better receiving options here, I think. And he's already got three running backs, tight ends. No, you know, it's, this is, this is, this is the, this is the hard part about, about the kind of the back end of the first round. It's, this, is where, this is where you win. That's right. This is where back here. Win. Yeah. I think I'll this push is, off quarterback. I'll push off tight end and I yeah. I'll take Adam Thielen. It's kind of, I don't know. It's a little bit boring, but yeah, obviously he's showed us what he can do if he's healthy and that pass the offense should be pass friendly this year. So uh, this is probably my least favorite selection so far, but it's not, not in a bad way. It's just, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's wide receiver 33. Like, right. Right. I mean, when Thielen plays, there's zero chance he's wide receiver 33. I think know? I would be more enthusiastic about it if I weren't a Justin Herbert fan. And I, so that was me trying to push aside that and make the smarter play figuring that, two picks from now, or I guess, you know, next turn, there's still going to be one of these quarterbacks that I like that doesn't really have a whole lot of separation between him and Justin Herbert. And then I will, right. I will have liked taking Adam Thielen and waited for the quarterback instead. Yeah. When, you know, Hertz is still sitting there in the eighth round, you're going to be glad you didn't, didn't take Herbert there. It, That's right. it certainly won't be a bad thing to watch a big season from Justin Herbert. If I am also enjoying a big season from Jalen Hurts at the same time. Well, we got our we got our Chargers Super Bowl tickets too, so you know we're we're already invested in we're already Ooh, invested in Herbert. I like it. I'm just waiting for that one. All right, I, I, so I, I already bought my, my plane tickets got, to Arizona for the Bills game, for the Bills Super Bowl. <laughs> my board's got tight ends and quarterbacks all over the place, yeah. so it might start getting mad at me if I don't get one of those positions positions at the next turn. But <laughs> seven is where we were talking about, right? It's definitely going to make sense to look there. Yes, I, I'm. I, I'm. I'm still wait on tight end at this point. Like I'm. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I don't want to take Earths. I don't want to take Knox. I'd rather just wait. You know, five rounds and get guys that I think are pretty comparable. 
What about Kyler Murray and Zach Ertz around the same turn, though, if that's a possibility? I wouldn't hate that. Hurt, hurt, Ertz to me is the last like tight end that I would like. Like he's clearly below Goddard to me. He's almost in like a tier tier of his own to me. It's Goddard, and then it's teardrop Ertz, teardrop. You know all those Dawson Knox, Kamat, Pat Fryman guys. So I could see that, especially if, if you're pairing him up with Kyler Murray, and it makes sense. Ertz is going to be he's going to be nice those first six games without yes. Hopkins, but when Hopkins comes back, I, I worry about what's going to happen to Ertz's volume. And I mean, it is worth noting that he's getting older. I know they, they re-signed him, but you know he's certainly in a range where some decline would not be a shock. Quarterback going here, I can I can almost guarantee it here or the next the next round for them. So I think hopefully you're going to get. I mean, are you okay with 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 Jalen Hurts at the oh, seven yeah. eight there, man? Okay. So I think you'll at least get Hurts at this at this point. I just you know, saw before we came on, Hurts has passed Kyler Murray in underdog ADP. Yeah. Wow. Man, people are so people are so down on Murray with the the contract and then the, the study clause. Call and of Duty, Call gosh, of Duty guys. issues. Call of Duty. <laughs> Is that what he's doing? <laughs> so stupid. Too much Call of Duty. Well, I'm, I'm 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 happy to take the Kyler Murray discount. Now all he has to do is leave the team and be on Mass Singer. Nobody <laughs> yeah, there you go. The Mass Singer. What do you guys uh, think though? We're talking about Kyler Murray. What do you guys think of pairing that quarterback and running back? Because I do also. I already have James Conner on my roster. I really like doing that with mobile quarterbacks because now you're getting. I like that with like the Trey Lance. Elijah Mitchell. I mean, I don't really like drafting Elijah Mitchell, but Trey Lance, Elijah Mitchell gets you, or Debo even gets you all the rushing touchdowns. You know, so stuff like that. I think that's a that, that's an interesting way to kind of uh, to kind of handcuff all the all the rushing touchdowns. I think it's something I wouldn't target, but that's one situation where I'm okay with um, James Conner and, and Kyler Murray going together. On my team last year, I did have Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott together and i ended up it ended up that i overdrafted zeke elliott for what he gave me of course we found out after the season that he was playing on an injured knee but you know it worked wow. the team worked out overall ramandra round yeah, six i just i i think it's a bet on the offense right if you're taking yes. and 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 you know connor connor is going to catch enough passes where you know there's there's mm-hmm. a correlation there uh, the bet on the offense is maybe the, the mark against him for me with my feelings on Cliff Kingsbury. But, you know, there's certainly offensive upside and the two players that I would be taking would be um, players worth betting on, I think. For sure. Yeah, and I don't think Kingsbury's that bad. I mean, listen, Murray's Murray's very talented and he has a lot of weapons around him. And, you know, you don't have to worry about late season weather, all that. Like, I think he has a lot of things going for him. I don't, I don't think Kingsbury is Jason Garrett bad. So... I think you'll be. I think he'll be fine. No, I wouldn't call him Jason Garrett. We'll no one's Jason we'll Garrett. See if he's good. <laughs> we'll see if he's good. That's right. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, thirty-six, right toward the end of round six. I think that's that. I think that's where he belongs right now because I can. There, there's upside well beyond that, and you're also not investing too much. That team, it's his fifth wide receiver. Um, his or her, I'm not. I don't know that drafter. They, 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 they. There. It is that team's fifth wide receiver. We got lots of yellow on the board so far, guys. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson was the 24th running back off the board in the toward the middle of round six, just past the middle of round six. I think that's early for Ramondre Stevenson, um, but it's late for the 24th running mm. back off the board. I mean, we have what? They're, I mean, their team two is hero RB. Um, team five is zero RB. Team 
six was zero RB until Pollard, the team at 12, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of teams pushing those wide receivers up the board in this draft. And then there's four of us that are like robust RB early. We got mm-hmm. three teams that took running backs in the first three rounds. Um, you know, the one that we talked about took a fourth one. And then there was the Kyle Pitts team just sandwiched three running backs around Kyle Pitts in round two. All right. Time yeah. to start sweat. Time to start sweating the quarterbacks. Yeah, I know. There's two, two, left. two left in that tier. Well, who are you talking? Hertz and Murray. Yeah. Hertz but, and even, Kyler. but then it, listen, you're going to force Matt Sand to take Trey Lance. He'll be fine. He'll be fine with that. Fine. <laughs> I would not mind if either Kyler or Hertz made it to me. I think I would take either guy that makes it here because I would imagine that if one of them gets to me, that one's going to go um, in the four picks between my seventh rounder, and my eighth rounder. And, uh, you know, we talked about it earlier. I do think, yeah, I, it's not like I think I'm going to be done if I don't get one of those top six quarterbacks, but I do think there's a drop off there um, where it changes things. Yeah, I agree. I, I also wouldn't mind you getting another receiver here. Like if you get hurts, it's QB five. Oh yeah. All right. Come uh, on, Kyler. Come one on, time. Kyler. One time. Um got I, I wouldn't East Brown team, by the way, still in the middle of the round. Oh, coming no. back to the quarterback yet. Oh no. No. But like I was saying, I, I don't I, I'm okay with you taking I'm I'm even okay with you double tapping receiver here if you felt then because I just feel like you can never have ah, Christian Kirk. That was kind of the guy I was hoping would make too it back many to receivers. Like, Christian like Kirk Christian good Kirk. at football. No, he's not. He's 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 just okay, but, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's volume. Uh, if you're into reception perception, Matt, Matt Harmon's a, a a Christian Kirk guy, so he's he he's, he's a he's he wins. Who do, who does? I mean, I I love Matt Harmon. He does awesome work. But who does Matt Harmon not like? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you know, I, you know. I know I know a couple off the top, but I can't I can't remember them off off the top of my head. You probably have to subscribe to reception right. perception. Probably too. do that. Yep. Probably doesn't like Zay Jones. That's right. <laughs> Josh Jacobs still hanging on around here, right? I'm yeah. Trying to think who's who's who, who's at the top of your RB board, Matt. Not that you're looking there, but I'm just wondering. I feel like some guys are falling. Yeah, and I think it is getting to the point where if you know quarterbacks are gone, it's like, well, fine. If people are not going to take them, and speaking of quarterbacks being gone, there goes Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah, to the to um, the Marquise Brown team, man. That was makes Joe sense. Burrow's still out there. Russell Wilson. So yeah, Josh Jacobs is the top running back on my board obviously behind some behind joe burrow and some tight ends it's not this is not a joe burrow turn for me no so so you got uh, tyler lockett's even, available even, is, even is uh, hopkins gone. yeah the so running backs we've got jacobs available we've got clyde edwards elaire we've got chase edmonds um i think they're they all make sense in this range miles sanders is less of a less interesting for me now so are you, are you, um, are you, do you want to take a quarterback with one of these next two picks? Or are you going to push it down at this point? It's not going to be a quarterback at seven ten Cause I just, I, I don't think that, I don't think Joe Burrow is that next. close. I have him less close to the group of six. That's going Lance on. and Lance and Burrow go when they go in the eighth. So you could always, it'd be fine ADP to take one in the eighth for Lance. If you wanted to do that. Yeah. Tight ends. Ertz is leading my board. Pat Fryermuth is there. Dawson Knox is there. Cole Komet's behind them. So it's starting to get ugly at tight end. Yeah, I would let it stay ugly, but whatever, whatever you. Uh, you guys behind me both have tight ends, I believe. 
Yes, um, Oliver Hawk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tyler Lockett, stay on brand. Oh. Yeah. Gina, hey, Gina, Gino's been Gino's been pretty good this preseason. Lockett. Lockett to piece the ninth round, too. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'd force Lockett. Yeah. Is Amari there? Cooper? Oh, he yeah, just, he just went. went. Man. Is it a running back then? I mean, it, you can you can start him. You can start a running back. I mean, you can start four. It's a, this is this is tough. I mean, Damian Pierce. I'm just gonna go ahead and take Josh Jacobs here. I, I don't love I don't love any, anything at any other position, so I might as well take a guy that I think should not still be on the board. And I'm like, like you said, I, I can start him, um, and I can also be done with running back for good at this point if I want to be. Sure. Yeah, he should be. Yep. Yeah. This is. I mean, RB RB 27 for Jacobs. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Man, these have been some tough turns. For sure. Yeah, we have a new least favorite pick, so I, I don't dislike Josh Jacobs here, but I'm certainly not like, yes, Josh Jacobs is my fourth running back at 710. Yeah, I mean, Twitter Twitter's not going to like this draft, but, you know, we'll see we'll see where it stands uh, when it actually matters at the end of the season. That's how we want it, too, though, right? I, I don't want yep. to put a draft out there that everybody's like, oh, yeah, I love it. It's my favorite. You're going to win. Because then it's like, well, probably took the team that everybody's taken there then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those teams never actually win. Plus, it saves me taking the fourth running back there saves me from uh, committing to Clyde Edwards Elaire around here. <laughs> yeah, like, I got enough of him on teams that uh, aren't looking for a million bucks. Right. I got to tell you though, if Zach Ertz makes it back to eight three, I think I'm just going to go ahead and and yeah. bite that bullet. Okay. Yeah, Plus, I mean, I, I, that, there, there's there's nothing to love at wide out. And so. Zach Ertz has the new baby thing going for him, Jared. Baby swag. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit out from the game it's not like they had one over the weekend and then he went out and played sunday but i think that just happened within the past week i think yeah yep it did. so no so no quarterback for you though still at this next spot you're just gonna yeah just uh i'm not feeling joe burrow right there I, 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 he's fine i wouldn't argue with somebody who said joe burrow is my pick in the eighth but i also like russell wilson like mm-hmm. basically even what's the adp on russell wilson here um, Russ, it goes in uh 10, 10, four. Here's right. the thing too. You just have to like, if the, neither of these guys took a QB, you just have to fade three teams, right? Taking yep. a quarterback. And then, you know, so if you like three or four of them, then you can just wait. I mean, Bur- I mean, Burrow, Burrow, Russ and, and Lance, I'd be happy with. Then you have Brady. I, I think we have some bad vibes on, on Brady, but I mean, he's, he's not the worst fallback option. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, and say that he'll be all right this year. Yeah. Right, that's that's yeah. usually worked out if you bet on now, Brady. You are on the clock. I mean, if you're oh, trying to this hurts. Oh, good, wow. good, good, good. We didn't we didn't want him. You didn't want Hurts there. So it's we just, got if you're gonna, if you're gonna fire me, Dawson Knox. No, 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 no. Yeah, take Lockett. Those guys. Lockett's Lockett. a little bit better now, but again, I mean, there's Alave. No, <laughs> sorry, it's not not Alave. I'm just throwing I'm throwing receiver names out there. That's all. So yeah, I mean Lockett's not going to make it back Lockett. to you according to ADP. So right. if, if you're a, if you're a Lockett guy, I mean Lockett is by far our top, uh, you know, best available wide receiver, right? Yep. I like. Man's uh, got tight end on, on the mind. Tight Marcus ends on the Stanley mind here, too. But I it's probably a little what's bit. His ADP? What's, what's his ADP? What's his ADP, Adam? Seconds left. Who? Early eleven. MBS. Oh, late. Uh, 10, 10, 10, 12. All right, Lockett. It is. Lock it in. Yes. Lock, lock it in. Eighth round, Tyler Lockett's not going to lose my season. Wide receiver, no. 43. 
So now we got we got some disrespect picks. Josh Jacobs shouldn't be going that late. Tyler Lockett shouldn't be going that late. Yeah, I'm surprised offense. Jacobs hasn't moved up with you know with the news that they the Kenyon Drake's gone. Like, you know, I don't think I he should have. I don't think he should have. I I don't think Drake was the threat. Yeah, I, I think they still have the pass catching backs there, whether it's going to be Abdul or Bolden, and you still have Zamir White, who you know could steal some of the early down stuff. I don't know. Jacobs could be. I mean, the the new regime came in. They put him in in the first preseason game because I want to see. They just want to look at him. Then they don't play him. Then they cut a running back that's already on the team. Like I feel like his his stock is his stock dropped and now it's solidifying. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just surprised he's not going higher with all the running back mm-hmm. thirst that ends up being yeah. out there. You know, like is he really a round and a half worse than David Montgomery or oh, Ramondre no. Mond- Stevenson no. or J.K. Nope. Dobbins? Like, nope. It's just because there's some Zamir White buzz, I think. I, I'm i not – I don't buy it, but, you know. It's I mean, the, to me, the bull case on Jacobs is, you know, he's going to get the goal line stuff in you know, what should be a strong offense, going to be in a bunch of shoot offense, like he, yeah. he could score 12 touchdowns pretty easily. Yeah, I'm not buying that Zamir White is pushing him aside, but people are looking for reasons to not like Josh Jacobs. It's like the reverse of what we said with Justin Jefferson earlier. People want a reason to have Justin Jefferson a little bit higher on their board. They want a reason to not draft Josh Jacobs. So now it's, oh, the Raiders coaches really like Zamir White. They declined the option on Josh Jacobs. Clearly, they don't like him. Josh Jacobs is the only guy there that has a shot to be a three down back for them, but whether he is or not, we'll see. But late round seven is, uh, you know, not, not too big an investment in that happening. Late round seven, you're drafting him to as a, you know, not a three down back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drafting him as AJ Dillon there. <laughs> That's right. Yep. yep. And it's good for this team that Joe Burrow is still on the board. That only helps the chances of Lance and Russ also lasting. Yeah. yeah so I'm so where are the where are the chase so the Chase team already has Kyler and the Higgins team already has Lamar. So you know that no one's gonna be, you know, targeting Burrow as part of a stack, so that might help him. Uh here's the Debo, too. Debo Michael Lance here. I mean uh, yeah. could, uh, I think if you're taking Debo in round two, you probably should take Trey Lance. On yeah, your team, because you're betting that Debo Samuel is going to be—he's not going to take him though, because I'm surprised. Uh, surprised he t- surprised he took him there with two guys with a with a quarterback behind him. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. That's uh, I think that was a faux pas to draft faux pas. I think, I think that was Could've a waited. draft faux pas for sure. Could have waited. It can be tough to keep track of all those things as you're drafting, but yeah, if you're if you are aware, it certainly you should be letting it pass those two turns and assuming that you're yeah, back to. Don't make excuses for it, Matt. It's not that hard to keep track. Just have the draft board pulled up. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the draft board. I I wouldn't. Yeah, right. That's be. yeah. I'm always. That's all I'm doing. So Burrow and Russ, where are the where are the where's the Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton drafters if they're trying to stack? So the oh, so the Judy team has Mahomes. Yeah, you just got to worry about Sutton go? the London Renfro Burks team and the Evans Waddle Bateman team. Sutton, the Sutton team is right behind me on this next turn. So that's so nice. Get past me. It's so, yeah, it's so nice that, and that's like stuff that you don't really talk about. You know, it doesn't come up in like strategy articles, but really depending like on what teams do behind you and the luck of the draw, like you're going to, you're literally the gatekeeper to those final two teams and getting a quarterback. So you, you know, you can decide now is the time, take them. 
and uh, kind of lock them out, and that way you can get you can get your guys. So this you're you're in a pretty sweet spot. If both Burrow and Russ make it back, I think I'm rolling with Burrow over him. But I I don't have a whole lot of separation between those guys. So yeah, I'm curious to see how this goes. We just saw your boy Chris Olave go off the board. I think wide receiver 47 is a fair range for him. Yeah, I like. And by the way, when I said that, I forgot you had Michael Thomas already when I when I had mentioned that. But um, I I don't know Olave's. I think he's. I mean. J Rod loves Alave, um, and I. And oh, well, I, think, I don't love him. I like him. I like you him. You love him. You love Alave. And, <laughs> and you're projecting your love. He's an outside receiver, I and mean, we were at the NFL draft party. And that's all Jared was doing. He's freaking mumbling Alave in his sleep all night long. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was. Why were you watching a, him sleep? He's an outside receiver. Yeah. <laughs> did, did we share a room or was that, was that two years ago? I don't that, was, that was, that was, that was the outhouse two years ago. <laughs> <That's> right, <yeah. laughs> oh, well, what a night. Nice, I've, I've, um, I've, I've come down on Olave for, you know, 2020, 2022 redraft as the Michael Thomas news has gotten better. I just think, um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Jarvis Landry just soaks up targets too, you know, no matter where he is. So I just think it's, um, you know, tough to see Olave getting enough volume to be, you know, somebody you can count on weekly this season. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily have to, if you're getting him in the eighth or ninth round sure. and he's, a, he's an yeah. outside stud receiver and Winston loves throwing to the outside guys. That's kind of his, his thing. But mm-hmm. I mean, again, eighth, ninth round. I mean, I love, I love Pickens too. gone, you know, Whew, um, man. I would definitely take Olave or Pickens over Sky Moore at this point and Traylon Burks. Gibson in the ninth. Ooh. Yeah, I would. I'm. I mean, if I'm ranking those rookies at this point, I mean, I, I, I think I'm still Traylon Burks first, and then I'd probably go Pickens second, Sky Moore third, Olave fourth. I'm probably that. not drafting any of those guys at the <laughs> cost. That's what what it's going to cost to get them. To be honest, I just feel like I don't know. Does the coach there hate Traylon Burks? I mean, they had a they did a they had a scrimmage with another team, and they and the, it was offense versus defense. They said bring out your best two receivers, and they brought out. Robert Woods Kyle, and Kyle and, Phillips and Kyle Phillips. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they love Kyle. Mike Vrabel loves Kyle Phillips, loves him. He's it's, never said it. And I know he loves it. It's his, I mean, how much, how much say his, does Vrabel have? How much say is Vrabel have in the offense though? Listen, Vrabel. I mean, Vrabel's the king in that place. Vrabel comes from the Patriots. Okay. They love Kyle Phillips. I'm telling you, love him. I'm not saying every. Every offensive coordinator they have is promoted from an assistant position. So it's guys that he's, you know, kind of weaning along before they take over. I'm sure he has say in whatever he wants to have say in. I mean, Kyle Phillips better learn how to play on the outside, though, because they're not running a whole bunch of three wide receiver sets in Tennessee. Kyle Phillips is a new Hunter Renfro, baby. Very valid point. Why don't you take him here, Matt, in that ninth round? Kyle Phillips. (laughs) Because I like money more than I like Kyle Phillips. (laughs) Speaking you, of money, you, we got Joe Burrow. We're two picks away. Joe Burrow still on the board. I think he's I think he's probably going to be my pick. Yeah. Yeah, great. Of course. I don't love their playoff schedule for what it's worth. Romeo? Romeo Dubs? Is he on your radar at all, Matt? Are you out in, out on him? I don't think I've talked to you about him. I'm not picking him at this level. I, <laughs> at I the 10? So he's going – his ADP is 10-8 or 10-9. But, again, in this draft, it doesn't matter. I mean, Pickens went – Earlier than 80. I mean, receivers are, are moving, are flying up the board here. Yeah, those guys are going too early for me. That's why I say I'm I'm probably not the buyer on them because I think that they're I think their ceilings are being overstated at these prices. Like Robert Woods is still on the board. I'm taking him straight up over Traylon Burks right now. 
I'm just staring at that 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 running back run that just happened. Just yeah, you know, Damian Harris no, dropping to RB thirty seven. You know, four round, three rounds after Ramondre Stevenson. You know, Miles Sanders now, getting there. Then the you kind of have Rashad White mixed in at RB36, who, you know, I still think it's just a handcuff, but obviously has upside. It was just an interesting five running backs to come off the board there. Burrow did not quite make it to me, oh so it's Russell gosh. Wilson time. Now, where you got, yeah, you got to do it now. The four. Oh, yeah. That, that turn kills you. That's fine, though. Oh, yeah. Russell Wilson round nine. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's, uh, you know, in passing on it earlier. Well, actually, I, I don't even think there was a point where I really passed on it. The Herbert, last right? time that I, yeah, like Herbert in round six. Yeah. And that was like, a, I really like Justin Herbert, but if there's all these quarterbacks left, then I'm not ready yet. So that wasn't a strong thought. And then beyond that, I wasn't looking quarterback at seven or eight. And, you know, I was hoping that Russell Wilson would be the one back to me. So it's worked out as far as I'm concerned. He looks, he looks nicer next to Tyler Lockett too, you know? Yeah, it feels like it's an emotional (laughs) stack. Oh, there goes Robert Woods. I probably would have taken him if he made it back around the turn, but obviously not a a guy that I'm sad to miss out on. It's it's you're 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 aiming you're aiming for the unsexiest team ever here. Oh yeah, that's (laughs) what what the value is. That's where the value is. MVS is still out there, right? I mean, you were considering him last last turn. Yeah, it might be time to just go ahead and take a tight end, though. I, I just noticed that Zach Ertz, the pick that got sniped right before me, was, went to a team that already had a tight end. So I think we're getting into the range where more teams are going to start taking second ones. It's yep. getting, uh, you know, it's going to get more picked over. I know that I want to take two at some point. So I think Plus it's probably going to be um, four teams behind you don't even have one or yeah. five teams, four teams. So, yeah, it's going to go like crazy. I think so it's you, pro- we just had Dawson Knox go. I think it's going to be either Friar Muth or Cole Komet for me. Talking about unsexy. There you go, baby. Don't take Cole Komet. <laughs> now that. I kind of want to take Cole Komet. Off brand. Off brand. And to kind of point, like, this is why it's hard for me. Like, I don't disagree at all with the Barkley Henry Connor start, though. You know, that those guys are great, especially where, where, where you got them. But then, man, when you get to these you later rounds, it's like, I feel like a lot of the upside is there at the running back position. Like even here, you know, we're taking a quarterback, we're taking a tight end because the receivers are like, blah, you know? So whereas some of the running backs, you know, got some, got some decent upside. I mean, you even got, is Brian Robinson still out there? I mean, a guy like yes. that, you know, but you can't take him with the way with this build that you, that you got going. I, so I'm honestly, I'm totally fine with that. Cause now, yeah, like what's the downside on that? We've got this team that waited and waited and waited on running back, and now they've got Rashad White as their RB2. And I'm like, oh, well, have fun waiting for your upside, guys. I'm going to be starting Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, and James Conner every single week, and I still have wide receivers that I like for two to three slots among them. So I, I don't regret at all starting now, with those running backs. Yeah, it just depends on what on what you're comfortable with, the guys that you like in certain ranges and you know, and I don't I don't know if you have any like goat, I'm sure you do, but like guys that you really love in the teen rounds for receiver. Like there's a couple guys I you know, I talk about him every day, Isaiah McKenzie, where you can get him in like round 14 and he can be your wide receiver 3 absolutely, you know. So uh, you know, even if you take so if you, if you were to take a guy like that, I'm sure you have somebody like that and feeling gets hurt or, or Lockett doesn't pan out or whatever, you can always throw him. He's, he can be a wide receiver three for sure. Um, just like Cole Beasley was for the last two years. We had Cole Komet go off the board so that I didn't have to put Jared through the suffering of taking him. You mentioned Ro- Romeo Dobbs being in round 10. He went right before my Pat Fryermuth pick um, in round 10. I did take Fryermuth 
you know, it was, I was looking at this, I was looking at the group coming up this way as Dawson Knox, Pat Fryermuth, Cole Komet kind of making it toward me. I would have been okay with any of them. I certainly do not hate uh, Pat Fryermuth here. He's the 12th tight end off the board. Seems fine to me early in round 10. Yeah, for sure. I've, uh, I've warmed up to him. I think, um, you know, Kent, Kenny Pickett especially has looked good this preseason. I think he's going to take over, if not week one, you know, by October. And I think, um, I think, he, and he'll be good enough to, you know, support support those weapons in Pittsburgh. I, I thought know. about waiting a little bit longer, <laughs> just pushing off tight end to the later guys that we've talked about before. But I think that there's a little bit more target certainty for Fryermuth than if I waited till others. And I mean, Joku and Angrum are going to stick around. I will probably get one of those two guys at some point. Albert O, I'm sure that there are some people who will look at the way this board is playing out and think that I should have gone for Albert O instead to pair with Russell Wilson. I just don't, I don't believe in his upside case this year. So it's, it's, it's not for me and I don't feel the urge to stack there. I think it's fine to do so, but it's not an urge like it would be for a best ball team. The upside case is still there for me with Alberto, just when you look at his profile and the offense he's in, but I just, I'm less confident he's going to hit that ceiling than I was, you know, even, even a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's, that's fair. It's certainly an upside case there. I just don't, I don't believe in him hitting. Well, he goes, he goes at the, the 12 three as well. So you could always get him too. you know, get them both. Cause I know you're probably, you're going to take at least one, one more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So still, still an option for, for you. MVS would have been the pick if I passed on tight end there, went three picks later, you know, MVS, it would be fun, but that's not a player that I'm like, damn, I'm going to miss out on a special season. You're going to see one of these zero RB teams or hero RB teams. So excited to get Brian Robinson at the back end here, the 10th round. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised he's still available. Cause he just fits well, because his ADP is where Matt picked and all those teams have heavy, heavy running back starts. So he doesn't really fit that bill. So yep. you're gonna get like you're gonna take him right here. I can almost guarantee that that team or team two, he won't make it past team team two. But I think he's gonna go here. Let's see if he then if he doesn't go here. Let's see if he goes to the Antonio Gibson team next, which just took four straight <laughs> running backs. Right, that's right. It, that would be a nice second running back for that team two that hasn't taken a running back since Jonathan oh, yeah. Taylor. Daryl right. Henderson. Daryl Henderson's fine too. Henderson's, that's a good. Pick. Hen- Henderson's got a higher upside for sure. Yes, for sure. Uh, with an yep. injury to Acres, so I, I can I, I could see that, that as well. Daryl Henderson is certainly worth mentioning the injury risk on as well. Maybe I'll check the injury guide and bring up specifics instead of just saying that he worries me on the injury front. Well, so, I mean they're both hurt right now, right? I mean Henderson and Acres are both out still. Mm-hmm. Although I do believe that that team just plays it conservatively with stuff like that, and mm-hmm. we don't really know just how hurt he is. But Daryl Henderson is ahead of Cam Akers in injury risk. He is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eighth among all running backs in our probability of getting an injury this season, which of course is, is anybody who is likely to miss two plus quarters of action. He's got 2.6 projected games missed. So up there in injury risk, obviously it matters less when you're talking about a backup quarterback, but that, that's something to factor in when you're thinking that's- about him. Yeah, that's that's why to me, Akers and Henderson, I I like taking them both still, and especially Akers. His ADP is dropping. He's like a fifth round pick, pretty regular right now. And you know, he was what late, late fifth in this draft. But um, 
I'm I'm kind of buying the talk that it's going to be a committee. You know, McVeigh in the past has wanted to ride one guy, but I do think they're leaning towards more of a committee this season. But if either of those guys goes down this season, the other guy becomes, you know, top 12 fantasy back. For sure. I, I mean, I want to love Akers because I still do think, and, you know, listening to, I forget um, the beat writer you guys had, the second Rams beat writer you had on the show, but he said McVeigh, maybe it was two weeks ago, was just so upset with the offense. It was sloppy. It was terrible, except for, the, the run game and the only and the only active running back that week was Cam Akers. So he wasn't talking about Daryl Henderson. So I think McVay loves Akers and I think he really wants him to be to be the guy. Um so I want to love Akers, but I just don't see him being explosive enough or staying healthy all year. I think the best bet is Henderson five, six rounds later. Gilbert Monsano was the uh, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, by the way, in case you're um, watching this and or listening to it and haven't checked out the Team Insider series, we had, I believe, 18 different Team Insiders um, of varying degrees come on. So check that whole series out anywhere you get your pods. It's on the YouTube channel. It's on DraftTracks.com. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon Music. Kind of wherever people like to get their podcasts, you'll find all those and lots of information from those that you don't necessarily get just by reading the reports and certainly things that we don't just know as we're projecting teams. So I know that we have made some projections changes oh, yeah. based on stuff we heard in those shows. That was, that was, that was my favorite thing we did this off season was those interviews. I think we learned a lot of stuff that, you know, we hadn't previously thought about or previously heard. Yeah. I mean, it's always good. Like uh, there's some things that might not even make it into their daily reports. You know, they're going to highlight people that, did particularly well that day. They're going to talk about guys who might be struggling. They're going to talk about injuries, but you know, sometimes it just takes asking a question. You're like, actually that guy looks like he has the same workload as last season. He looks like he, the coaches really like him, you know, all that stuff. It was good nuggets. I agree. It was a, it was a fun series to do. I'm sure it's something we'll run back next year. And even just talking to those guys live, like you can like hear sometimes how excited they are about a certain player or like how worried they are about it, about a situation. Like even it's, it's not even what they say. It's, you know, how they, how they say it sometimes. Plus a lot of those guys, they don't, when they're writing their columns and stuff, they don't have fantasy football on the mind. So they're not, you know, it takes fantasy football guys to bring out questions and, and, and look for certain information that they have. They just haven't shared it because they don't think it's relevant. Um, so that that's where that stuff can certainly come in handy. What's fun is finding some of those folks who do get fantasy and they're like, yeah. this is the guy that you want for fantasy or, he looks good. You know, the team loves him. I'm not sure how much he's going to give you fantasy wise. So it's, it's kind of, it's, it was fun to see the different levels among all the people that we had on. Yeah. I'd say quite a, quite a few of those guys play fantasy. I don't know if it, you know, made the actual podcast, but you know, whether it was before the show started or after we, you know, we'd you know, talk fantasy with those guys. Wow, Tom Brady, yeah, QB 10 off the board one. in the middle of round 11. So we are certainly still seeing QBs slide. Uh, that's about two rounds after Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson went off the board a little bit more than two rounds after, I believe, right? No, nope, yeah, not- n- nobody took a QB since you took Wilson <laughs> and no, no one took a tight end either since you took Brian. So. <laughs> there you go. I ended that tier. That's right. And <laughs> confirmation call it a night. How about, how about Chase Claypool going like two full rounds after George Pickens? That's they flip-flopped for sure. Yeah. That seems very- like too much to me, honestly. I, I'm very interested to see George Pickens in games, but to me, that's that's just too much of a change at this point. We'll see. I, but, yeah, I, I still want to know who's going to 
be out there in two wide receiver sets because they kind of split that work in the second preseason game. And if, you know, maybe that's how it's going to be during the regular season. But to me, that's going to determine who the better fantasy play is and who's getting the, the, sna- the snaps opposite Deontay when they're in two wide. As both of the teams behind me have two tight ends already, do you think that I should get my guy or take a chance that he makes it back around to me? Oh, take a chance. Mm-hmm. I was is just your guy, about is to your guy get a my, t- tight end. I don't know. I don't know. See, what I was just here. about to get my yeah. My guy's a tight end. I was just about to oh, no, get him, and then I noticed that they already had two apiece, and I just yep. don't need to yet. Yeah, no, push it back. Got Pierce and Palmer in the eleventh. What is going on? I don't love anything that's on the board. There's been, been a couple, but uh, yeah, buzz buzzy stories on Palmer over the past yeah. couple days. So I, I guess he goes going to climb. He goes in the eleventh. Yeah. Wow. We'll just take a handcuff wide receiver from Cincinnati. Another very unsexy pick. Oh, yeah. Boyd? Is that where we're going here, Boyd? <laughs> yeah. We're getting that, we're that's, making, that's gotta be late for Boyd, huh? We're Wide making the Midwest 61. bowling team of fantasy squads. Wide receiver 61 on Boyd. That's crazy. Where does he go here? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Burr. And, and what's his you know, what's his wide receiver ADP? That's that's what I want to know because I gotta imagine it's more in the lower fifties. Why, why can't I find Boyd? What's in my mind? I got your boo. Wilson Palmer. Oh, boy. Yeah, we have middle, a middle of the 53. Middle of the 11th. So this is about where he got him a couple picks after ADP, but not, not what number. Much. What number wide receiver, receiver is he? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm looking at the grid. Okay. Wide receiver 53, according to our ADP yeah. for FFPC drafts. So, yeah, around the same time, but this has been, it looks like it's probably been a more wide receiver hungry draft than usual. We got two more picks. See if Evan Ingram gets back to me, and if he does, he's not getting past me. So the, the CD Lamb drafter is able to stack Dak there in the late eleventh. That that worked out nicely. So Ingram goes at the twelve thirteen turn. So yeah, you're just taking him a couple picks ahead of ADP. It's time. It's time. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're, you're not going to get him. It might be time to start targeting after this pick. Start targeting all your like receiver mid-round receiver targets because man these guys are yeah. you are up these next. guys are fl- nico collins in the 11th wandale robinson in the 11th i mean well i mean wandale to me like he's five foot three like i just don't understand like i think i like him in like a gadget role but we're talking about tony still isn't how like is Wanda robinson really prepared to get to to play yeah, every snap on, on offense i mean i just okay. don't think he's big enough um, he played. He played running back his you know first couple of years in college. He he took some hits, and then they moved him to receiver. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this my, hurts, coach. My issue <laughs> with Wandale Robinson is, are they gonna give him a two yard a dot like Rondale Moore, and then right. you know he probably needs, he needs extreme volume to really be worth anything. So he's not somebody I'm against. I think it's probably a little bit early in this particular draft. Wide receiver 58, round 11. You know, you can't argue too much with somebody in that range, but I, I, I think that the ceiling is capped on him for this season. Sterling Shepard could be a problem too, now that he's you know, trending towards being ready early in the season. I mean, Tony's a guy that just, I, you know, I've, just, I loved last year in, in season, not preseason, and then I just won a lot, but he just, he can't stay healthy and I, he's a head yeah. case. Like I, I can just, I just, I can just already tell that's going to be his entire career. I know you're just net. You're never going to feel comfy with his Tony, but, yeah, but, but he's going to have, yeah, he's going to have like six 20 point games every season, but it's just, you know, it's going to be headaches in between them. 
Uh, and he's and he's one of those guys, the worst kind of player where they just they they play for a quarter and then they're then they're done. Like it's just that's how he was last year. It's like it's not like you know if you're gonna miss a game, fine, but you can't. I can't start you on Monday Night Football and have, have you play two drives. He's a best ball guy. He's a best. Just draft him. Don't have to look at him. We'll see where this goes, but I might take a second quarterback before the end of the draft just so I don't have to mine for it on waivers. Listen, you're yeah, only I mean, I, like think, five, I think I think Russ is on the border. Leagues, okay. Wilson, I mean, Wilson's on the border to me where you don't need to take a second, but I also wouldn't be opposed to it. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's his buy off the top of my I can't. I don't know what it is off the top of my It's head. week nine. I was just looking at yeah. it. So, it, you know, okay. I've got a while before I have to find a replacement for him. But Trevor Lawrence has a home game against the Raiders that week. Nice. That's it. Like that's, that. that's, that's what you got to do. Look at those. Look at those guys. And then when Trevor Lawrence has a week 11 by, guess who uh, Russell Wilson's playing? The Chiefs. Nope. Home game against the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Picking on the Raiders. Although I think their defense is going to be much improved this year, I think. Can't get much is worse. It? Can't get much worse. I don't think they really did a whole lot to, to make it worrisome for passing games. Chandler Jones is there, which should help, but. I don't yeah, not sure how that's kind of what I meant by much improved. Yeah, I, I don't know anything more than that. But as far as I mean, you're the you're, you're the IDP king, I mean, it, it can be improved in some way that matter because they're playing Denver, Kansas City, and the uh, mm-hmm. Chargers. I was gonna say, if anybody's watching or listening to this and playing IDPs, Chan- Chandler Jones is much higher on our board than he is anywhere else, so he's gonna be somewhat someone to go ahead and focus on. And you know, sometimes you have to project a breakout, but Chandler Jones has given us lots of big number seasons. So you're just betting that he's going to be healthy and that he's not going to stink. And uh, I, uh, I think that's a good well, I don't think he's going to stink. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, but we had so we have one team, two teams now that don't have a tight end. It looks like right. I can't yeah. see. Oh my gosh, I just I just noticed yeah. that. Yep. So the I Josh Allen team has no tight end. We've got the team that's on the clock right now for two turns for two picks at the turn with no tight end. Got to figure that's probably going to change here. Although, you know, depends on what they think of who's remaining on the board. I took Evan Ingram as tight end 13. I know that's a lot earlier than most people have him, but it's right where he belongs for me. Gerald Everett went after that a few picks later Then Hunter Henry and David Njoku, as we were speaking, um, went to one of those two remaining tight endless teams and, I think it's good value on David Njoku. I think 11 games without Deshaun Watson hurts him some where I easily like Evan Ingram better than Njoku now in a reception rewarding system like this, but there's certainly upside to Njoku from a tight end 16 starting point. Yeah. I'm less excited about him, but it's just, he still goes so late that he's, you know, still definitely part of my draft plan if i can get him at you know tight end 16 you can get him at tight end 20 a lot of times i just you know bet betting on the talent and betting on the fact that you know the browns just invested so much in him mm-hmm. and watson playing in the money weeks you know yeah true yep it's late for Irv smith yeah they're probably really happy with the way that that, that turned out yeah not yep. fading tight end and then getting you know the, he gets the mahomes mm-hmm. juju stack which i really like um, and then he gets two two tight ends. He can he can stream tight end is hard to stream though. I mean, just like based on matchups, I, how sticky you guys are probably way more in tune to this. How sticky are those like um, strength of schedule tight end stuff in season? Is that pretty like 
sticky or like, I know like, you know, pass funnel run funnel is, is stickier for receivers and running backs, but how easy is it to stream tight end there? I, I don't think it tends to be all that sticky because it's just so touchdown driven. And I mean, a guy can have two guys can have the exact same game. And if one scores on his four catches for 70 yards and the other yeah. doesn't, then one guy's a stud and the other is not. I, I don't remember who did the, did the research, but I remember reading something where just starting a tight end based on his team's implied points is, you know, it's better than, than looking at the, you know, the, strength of schedule number, you know, how, how yeah. that defense has done in fantasy points allowed to tight end. So, you know, that just speaks to the touchdowns you want to, you want to stream tight ends that have you know, a better chance to score a touchdown, which is kind of you know, baked into the, in the implied point total for that team. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. By the way, the other team that had not taken a tight end yet just took Isaiah. Likely. Tight end. <laughs> wow. I, think that, I think that's Hubbard. Correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. I mean, I think Hubbard the team, likely. Right? Yeah. Wow. Holy mackerel. Wow. I don't like it personally. I like it he because it's over, in the league, but he took him over. Mike Gesicki is still out there, right? Noah Fant is still out there. Hayden Hurst. Tyler Higby, right? Yep. Tyler Higby. Wow. Yeah. Pretty wild. I like I'm it as a pick because I'm competing against the team that took Isaiah Likely as its top tight end in a tight end premium format. But I, I think Isaiah Likely is getting too much, too much run right now. Too much steam is the word, right, Adam? Way too much steam. He's getting steam. 100 yards. 100 yards in one half. I don't know. <laughs> Amazing. It's good. In a fake good. game. For the, only team, for the only team in the league that cares about winning fake games. <laughs> That's right. Bills. The Bills have won like nine in a row. Are you kidding? Yeah, they don't care. They just can't help but win. That's right. Thank you. It's like Thank by you. accident. They're like, oh, we got the ball. <laughs> I guess we'll score. I guess we'll score. Oh, Paris Campbell was still out there. I didn't. I missed that. That would have been. That would have been nice. All right, is Jarvis Landry a solid pick here? We got Robbie Anderson on the board. It's probably a wide receiver, but the name I was thinking for you was KJ Osborne, but I I do like um, I like Andrew and Anderson too, especially for your team, man. I kind of I kind of like like Osborne handcuffing a wide receiver right there. I think Osborne, yeah, played pretty well last year. They're going to go more three receiver sets, so I think he's got that standalone. And then if they really are going to throw more, and Thielen gets hurt. Now you are on the clock. Do I take him or see if he makes it around the turn, though? Well, are you not going wide out, wide out here? What what else? What other position are you? Oh, but I mean, if I do go, eh, whatever, I'll just take Uh, him. Yeah, I would just take just because, I mean, Mackenzie went at the 12 2, for gosh sakes. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. flying up the board. Alec Pierce went in the 11th. I would, I would consider, I would consider Higby at this next pick. You think Mm. so? Don't, I don't hate Higby. Higby could outscore Frymuth and Ingram. Yeah. Season, no, not I do already have six wide receivers. It's not like I need to fill two or three likely. Three, spots. right? Yeah, you're not. You're not. I would, guess, I, I would guess we have Higby projected for more points in this format than any of the wideouts left. Well, tell, tell me I'm wrong, but yep, Higby is the highest projected non-quarterback remaining on the board right now. God, God the guy's locked in. It's almost like he does this for a living. Jared, why didn't you say that before I drafted um, <laughs> KJ Osborne? Though. Osborne, Osborne's good. You, you, you needed Osborne. I, I, these guys yeah, got, I like these guys got two tight ends. They're not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do it. Yeah, but so do I. Let's see. I want to see where Higby's going in these drafts because I I agree that he's been underrated. Um, I I think he's actually. Oh, this guy's got Stafford though. Through draft season. Draft Sharks member Stafford. Oh no. I can tell yeah. you that Higby's not near the top of my um draft war room okay. Right now, so okay all right 
I'm, I'm just wetting my whistle for this potathon tomorrow. Just six <laughs> hours of unadulterated drafting. I still have to are figure like, out. Like, are you like bringing like a pizza down with you? What's the? I don't know what I'm. I should just just do that. I, I'm gonna have to bring. I'm gonna have to jump off for a for a pee break or two. I'll tell you that much. You are up next. Hey, you're doing well if you only need two of them during six hours. <laughs> no, I would right. do more than that. I still, I still got to see if I can, if it'll streamyard will do six straight hours. If I got to do three <laughs> two-hour shows, which I'm fine with, because I just like a lot of those football guys go like an hour and a half. Like, what the heck are we gonna talk about for a half an hour in between drafts? Yeah. So it might be, it might be three hour forty-five minute streams. Good luck. <laughs> are you on tomorrow, Jared? Yeah, or no, there's Matt. Clock. Matt's on tomorrow. I think it's Matt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm drafting at 11 p.m., so oh, I guess baby. I better not Taking stay that. up till one tonight. Just Tyler Higby's there for us. Do it. Do it. Yeah, it feels right. It feels right. Instincts, vibes. I mean, you're you're good at tight end. Now it's just you know picking the right one every week, or just having. Hopefully, by a couple weeks in, they've already established themselves as. Yeah, so we're we got four running backs, six wideouts, quarterback, three tight ends. Now need a kicker and defense, and then still got four picks to play with. I think there's room for a second quarterback still because I don't care about the 99th receiver off the board. Don't blame you there. Are there any no. interesting names at wide receiver left? Is is Van Jefferson still? Yeah, well, the, nobody wants to draft Van Jefferson right now. He'll probably wind up on my team. Is he playing week like, one? He's going to miss one game. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think he's even a lock to miss one. Right. You know what I like to do late is take like with my last pick, take a Ram or a Bill because you get that free look. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care, I don't care who, even if it's OJ Howard. I mean, maybe not for your team, but like if Knox Khalil goes down Shakir. week one, yeah, Khalil Shakir. Yeah. Like if he if he scores a random touchdown or if OJ Howard has a long touchdown, like you can start him. Zach Moss is a guy I've been taking late. At this Another one, yeah. If Singletary or somebody goes down the first week, you don't have to, you know. Yep. Yeah, and then if not, you just cut him. Yeah, it's a good point for the format because that's not something I would normally think about because most leagues you don't get to put somebody in a starting lineup after they've played. But, you know, in this format where every week is important because we're trying to make the playoff tournament, that's definitely worth considering. And I think Zach Moss is certainly a name that I'll be thinking about as we approach those last few picks. Cause I agree. I mean, Zach Moss was, he was always a player in best ball drafts that I was like, eh, maybe I'll mix in a Zach Moss here or there just in case something happens. And it sounds like something's happening, you know, not like he's tearing it up, but uh, Sean McDermott apparently said that he's had the most consistent camp among mm-hmm. running backs um, and has been faring well in the short yardage situation. So decent guy to stash down there. Yeah. And then you might, even- might want to take him soon, honestly. Yeah, we just had Mike Davis go off the board. <laughs> exactly. And even a good t- Tyler Higby point there. If I would have thought about that even before, uh, I would have been like Higby. If he if he goes off for a touchdown or two opening night, bang, you're starting him. You know, yeah, yep. that's where we bring you in, you FFPC veteran. I know. Come on, I waited till round fourteen to break that out. <laughs> and there's there are some unsexy names at wide receiver. If you're interested, Matt. <laughs> if you're oh, interested, yeah. Mar- Marvin Jones, Corey Davis, Kenny Matt Galladay still Corey out Davis. there. I think Robbie Anderson's going to end up on my team. Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> hey, if you can get a mentally unstable guy who is who <laughs> produces inconsistently, you do it. That's right. Look at Mike Isicki falling, falling, falling. He should fall. He deserves it, yeah. He deserves it. He deserves to fall. 
I don't mean on a personal level. I mean no, with what they're doing not. with them. It couldn't happen to a better volleyball player. <laughs> you still have Kirk Cousins out there, by the way, now that I'm invested in that ah, yeah. game. Kirk there Cousins Trevor Lawrence still on the board for that. Who does he who does Cousins play week, week nine? We're gonna look that up. Oh yeah. Let me go back to the schedule grid. That's right. Week nine. We've got Minnesota uh, at Washington. That's oh. less attractive than home against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. But let's see. But it's still not terrible. They're, Minnesota's also at Green Bay in week 17, but they're home against the Giants and Colts the two weeks before that, 15, 16. But Russell Wilson is at the Rams and at the Chiefs those two weeks. Yeah, you're starting yeah. Russ. We're, we're, we're in Kyle Phillips range right now. Just throwing that out there. It, it's, it's definitely, there's a non-zero chance that I'll take Kyle Phillips before this draft is over. <laughs> you better for all the Kyle Phillips talk I've heard. At this point, I'm listening because every time I do, it makes you roll your eyes. Jared, this is where you're supposed to say, Kyle Phillips wouldn't start for my church league flag football team. Just, it, it, he's just the wrong, he's just, I got something better for you. He's just the wrong archetype. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the archetype. Well, there's nothing wrong with it, the archetype. Just maybe in in that with that offense. Yes, he could have gone somewhere better. But the other part of that is they stink at wide receiver, so it gives him more immediate opportunity. They might get in a better landing spot. And Will Fuller, we've decided, is officially dead. Doesn't That's, doesn't sound good. And it's doesn't August love football. 24th. Doesn't love football. Yeah, the fact that he hasn't gotten signed anywhere yet certainly doesn't speak well to the upside on him as a player at this point. There hasn't even been like, you know, this team's interested in Will Fuller. You know, Will Fuller is visiting this team. Like is Jarvis Landry at wide receiver 72 too late? It feels too late to me. I think yeah, it's too it, late. I think it's fine there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, he, he should be going earlier than that. I'm gonna put Christian Watson in the queue and consider him late, although he's probably that's going where I'll get to him. That's a good one. I've never, you know, said anything positive about Christian Watson, but at this point, that's a good pick. <laughs> what about Justin Watson? Is he draftable? He, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a chief. I mean, he he'd be more of a best ball guy for me because I I yeah. can't see Justin Watson making it into a starting lineup. You are up next. Oh, another, I mean, another if guy. He's, right? If he's one of their top three receivers at some point this season, in the Zach Moss mold, I kind of like uh, Kyron Williams for that week one cheap look. He's not going to do anything, but if one of those guys goes down, yeah, you get a free. He didn't free have look. that foot fracture that he was coming back from. I'd be a little <laughs> bit old, more interested. The old fracture. I like Zach Moss here for you. You've been talking no, about him so no, much, you don't want to. You don't want to miss out on him now. <laughs> I don't think he's on anybody's board yet, though. And Robbie really? Anderson, we got the first team defense off the board. It's what RB sixty three. Mark Tony Michelle still out there? Ugly stuff. Yeah, Michelle Michelle's still out there. Yeah, Matt's boy Rex Burkhead. Chris yeah, Evans. Ma- Chris Evans is still out there. Moss might not be might not be terrible. I think I might take Sony Michelle here though. Or, or that. 15 seconds Michelle, left. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. We'll take Sonny Michelle. Anderson's like, he's just, I, what's he going to do for you? I don't know. I don't know either, but it was just I like a, him as a basketball, a I like him as a basketball was, guy, but he was just a couple seasons ago. He was a top, a top 24 wide receiver. He fits the unsexy upside value narrative that I'm writing for myself. I'm not, I'm not out on uh Greg Dalsich either. I know he's, you know, been hurt. And he's not going to make an impact early on, but listen, man's got a... three three tight ends. Know, if he's but... taking a fourth, it's OJ Howard for that free week one look. Wait, is OJ Howard going to be on the Bills roster for week one? Oh come on, he scored in the preseason game. What do, what do you mean? 
in like the fourth quarter, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he was. Wasn't he the third tight end in that, that game? Maybe Austin Knox not there. Was he? I believe so. Oh boy, never mind. <laughs> Maybe Tommy Sweeney's the guy I should be picking up. Maybe Jamison Crowder's the guy you should be picking up here. <laughs> oh, there you go. Trevor Lawrence yeah. is gone. Maybe I should have done that. You are up next. I, I I would I'd I'd be fine just rolling with Wilson. I mean Justin Fields is still out there if you want a second, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean obviously I didn't consider him a must because I didn't strongly consider him at that turn. I missed Kirk Cousins leaving the board, the second quarterback for the Trey Lance team. Seven rounds later, so obviously not that team's not too worried about backing up Trey Lance. Well, that's the thing with these drafts. I mean, you can always wait until this area of the draft and you know get someone who you know at least can give you a baseline production if your if your quarterback one goes down and by week nine there's probably going to be somebody dropping a second quarterback if they drafted one sure now you are on the clock like uh what, adam was that was that our league last year we we uh dropped joe burrow and he ended yes. up or we didn't <laughs> drop him but he was dropped in that league he was dropping that league we didn't pick him up because we were waiting on freaking fields, fields to come around we just softballs right down in the middle of the champs unbelievable Robbie. Robbie Anderson for me. Wide receiver 77. He's never finished lower than wide receiver, what, 63, I think, was his low point as a rookie. Last year when he sucked, he was wide receiver 50. The year yeah. before that, he was top 24 guy. Terrace, Terrace Marshall's, you know, no no signs of life from him. They're talking about Rashad Higgins, Rashad Higgins being the I mean, it's, it's, it's there for Robbie to be the number two there still. Yeah, instead of playing like number two. Colin so Johnson is in my queue. We'll see about next turn. Justin Fields is a consideration that week nine, uh, Russell Wilson by he's home for who was it? Uh, Miami home for Miami in week nine. So not an awesome matchup, nice. but a home game. That game's got 17, 13 written all over it. <laughs> as long as he's running for 63 yards, I'm good. But yeah, it's a, I'm definitely, I'm not locked into taking a second quarterback Tua's is still out there. He obviously would have the other side of that Chicago matchup that week, but you know, plenty of other lower end quarterbacks. Chris Evans. I like that pick there. I mean, he said he's had two plays this preseason. One was a run that got called back by hold. And the other one was a kick return, but man, he, he he's explosive, which, you know, the, te- the I mean, we knew that the testing was off the charts with him, but I, I know he's probably still third on the depth chart, but like if Mixon went down, I think, I think they'd, they'd find a way to get Evans plenty of touches. Agreed. Dulcich off the board, Dulcich, tight end 28, yep. third tight end for Gerald Everett, Robert Tunyon team. That Isaiah Likely team also got Brevin Jordan, Jordan. tight end. Another guy I don't buy into. Adam, can you get Hubbard on on stream? I want to hear about the Likely <laughs> pick. I want to I confirm that it's Hubbard. But when, when, once I do, I mean, that's, that's the info I got. But we'll see. We'll see. I would, I'll, I'll I'll talk to him. I mean, you could post the board. I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll be more than happy to. That's what I love about Hub. He'll be more than happy to talk about it right on Twitter. Mm-hmm. How bad of a quarterback do you have to be to have weapons like Tua's got and just not get drafted? <laughs> I mean, you got to be. Really you probably bad. should be getting drafted, man. You got to be really bad. We got 17 quarterbacks off the board with Justin Fields going just now. I think Tua's going to stick it to you a little bit this year, Adam. No way. I mean, not he's to me. Things are good here. And not to me and not to the Bills. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Adam, if you start a, with a bully tight end build, Travis Kelty, Mark Andrews at the first two picks, are you taking any more tight ends before the end of no, the draft? No, especially not Hayden Hurst. <laughs> especially not Hayden Hurst. I mean, again, you can't have a rip on a 16th round pick, but 
Come on. What are we doing? You started all three of them. That's true. And hey, the year I came in the top five, I started three and during the playoffs, but I don't I don't I don't I don't see him starting Hurst. Although CJ, I mean CJ Ozomo was the thing back times last year. Yeah, but you never started him because it was random. It was, you know, every other week for like well, I thought it was, was with every like, tight end beyond the top. But it wasn't it like like we but I'm saying like like a ton of his points came in like two weeks. Like most of his yeah. points came in two yeah. weeks. So yeah, he had a couple long I mean, touchdowns. And they were all on prime time. I feel like that's why everyone saw it. It was like crazy. He didn't have a game winner like on, in Baltimore or something. I don't know. How are we treating Deshaun Watson in these drafts? That's good. Uh, I mean, it's just you want to sit on him for 11 weeks. Right. He's somebody I would be more interested in if I didn't have a top 10 quarterback. I don't know exactly what my cutoff would be there, but he's mm-hmm. his ADP right now is 20.9. So he's obviously not getting drafted in all drafts. Um, in the main event, he, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's interesting because, like, he could be a differentiator if you do make it to the you know the three week sprint. There, there's probably not going to be a ton of teams with Watson at that point still alive, you know. So if if he does have you know two or three big games in weeks 15, 16, 17, he could really kind of set you apart. Yeah, and he's a guy that like if I had a quarterback that had to buy after he was back, I would be mm-hmm. more interested. You know, with you, you're still gonna have to pick somebody up for a week or two. Or three. Yeah. There's two. Well, not, there not, goes your oh, boy. There he goes. So the Kyler Murray team. <laughs> a naked Tua. They took Tua with no with no dolphins. Yeah. Oh boy. Naked as the day he was born. <laughs> we also had Taysom Hill go earlier in this round, tight end twenty nine to the supposed Hubbard team. <laughs> Isaiah Likely, Brevin Jordan, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill will be interesting. It, anybody who drafts him at this point is like, please let Taysom Hill start at quarterback you at some point next. this year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's probably – I mean, what do you think he is as, as a straight-up tight end? He's think he's their tight end too? Yeah. Yeah. If that, Adam Troutman's, Troutman's buried there. He's playing behind Juwan Johnson in the preseason. So, I Juwan mean, Johnson. What do you guys think? Zach Moss time here? Yes. Oh, yeah. For sure. Three turns left to get my defense and my kicker. That uh, probably means my, my guy Brian Edwards still getting still getting drafted. I, the it. first time I've heard his name this entire preseason. <laughs> it's been quiet since, since he got traded or caught. He's or making the, he's making the team though, right? I mean, because they cut. They Who knows? Eight. And that could be eight a sneaky good five. offense. It is a sneaky good <laughs> offense. But no, it's a sneaky good offense for those three players, not for Brian. They're good because Brian Edwards is on the team. That's gotcha. why it's sneaky good. Maybe he'll sneak up on the that offense too. So Zach Moss, <laughs> RB70. We'll see. Now I just need a two-touchdown game from him in week one, and he has oh, yeah. more than paid off his arrival. It's, it's like honestly possible. Like if he's their goal linebacker, oh, yeah. I know like Allen's, Allen's going to steal some of that stuff too. But like if he's their goal linebacker, he, he could have some two touchdown games this season. Yeah. I mean, w- wasn't it last year he was inactive in week one and then week two he scored twice against Miami? I think, I think oh, yeah. That's when they smoked Miami. Against right Miami. Um, it would be really, really sweet. And t- the timing would be amazing if it for you if it was week one because then you could start him without having mm-hmm. a. Because you're never with this roster you got, you're never going to start him uh, unless there's injuries or bye weeks or whatever. Yeah, outside, outside of week one. Yeah, well, thank you for the tip on that because uh, certainly not something that I would have thought of. Now, so now I just hope that he either has a big game or nothing. I hope he doesn't have a week where it's like 48 yards and a touchdown. Right, because yeah. then right. Do you, right, you don't know what to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. 
I either want two touchdowns or forty-eight and a touchdown. I'm probably I'm probably starting them. Yeah, night second flex. Uh, yeah. Over uh, over over Thielen. All right. So we got a few more picks. Dude, I need I have three. I need a kicker and a defense. I might just go ahead for quarterback here. Let me see what else is a wide receiver before I decide that. Corey Davis, is he not he still hasn't been there? <laughs> Corey Davis is still oh, there. Wow. Corey Davis and Van Jefferson still out there. I like Van Jefferson's. Yeah, if you're deciding between the two, free look, free look on Van. If he if he plays Week One, if he's if he's alive, that's true. And the Bills secondary might be a, a problem Week One. I mean, I don't think Trey White's yeah. playing, and you might have yeah. like two rookies starting a sixth or seventh rounder who's been really good this preseason, but um, that could be an absolute shootout. Now, Donovan Donovan Peoples Jones is still out there too. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm obviously much less excited with Brissett for the first 11 games, but he's a best ball guy for me. I'm, I would have a hard time imagining myself starting him. Well, I mean, you're not going to feel comfortable starting any of these wideouts without yeah, just, stuff I happening. I don't see the path for him getting to where I start him, where I can see that path for Van Jefferson, who I will go ahead and select in round 18. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick. Yeah, coming off a knee injury, I'm not betting on a week one for him, but he's obviously an injury to either Allen Robinson or Cooper Cup away from, you know, potentially being yeah. startable. He could be a guy that's useful, you know, during during the you know six team bye weeks. You know, if he's locked in as their third guy still, which I think he's gonna be, you know, he, he could be useful. He could be somebody you start even with Cup and A Rob healthy. Mm-hmm. And if anything bad happens, then he's uh, easy to cut. I am anticipating the Browns being my defense at some point in this. I'll probably go ahead and take them in round 19 and save kicker for the last round. Browns open with who? I know they got a good schedule, right? Let me get to it to make sure I get it right. But they're at Carolina, then home for the Jets, home for Pittsburgh, at Atlanta. Nice. So I probably can get four starts out of them before they run into the Chargers in week five, home game against the Chargers. Probably won't want to start them there, but I got four weeks to you know get the replacement, and then after that, a home game against the Patriots. So I might want to keep the Browns. Oh yeah, and start them for that one. What about the Ravens? I feel like the Ravens have a nice start too. Yeah, they get at, at the Jets. Yep, oh, at yeah. Jets and then home for Miami at New England. So oh yeah, two weeks I think. Yeah, I've I've had Matt's uh, team defense strategy guide pulled up for all these uh, lineup setting drafts I've been doing lately. You got to. And that's, you know, we do all these projections and rankings, but for team defense in particular, that's one where I'm not really looking at it. I look for the teams that start out with nice uh, opening schedules, and I take one of those. I mean, the Bills defense, you know, went 15th round. Do you want to start them week one on the road at the Rams? I I wouldn't. No, not with the secondary uh, and the way that it is right now, but for sure. And here's the thing with FFPC, the scoring, unless your defense scores a touchdown, it almost doesn't even matter. So it's like I don't even really care too much about defense in the FFPC. Right. All right, boys. We probably don't need to stick around to do round 19 and 20 when I already know I'm taking a defense and a kicker, right? Thank God. I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can let you guys free for the end of this draft and close things out. I appreciate you guys riding with me through this, though, because there were definitely turns where you pointed out some stuff to me that I might not have thought of by myself. Love it. That's what we're here for. Let's hope we still got Adam. You still have drafts coming up, right? Jared, oh, you got yours on Sunday. God. Mine is Sunday. Yeah, I don't. Know. Am I am I supposed to be on stream for that? I, I I like to you know lock myself away by myself when I'm drafting, but I don't know what the plan is. 
somebody will be on. I'll be talking about it. We'll see exactly who's. I think Adam is basically on stream from 7 p.m. tomorrow <laughs> until uh, October. So the Truman yes. Show, Truman Show for Adam. The Truman Show. Yeah, I'm, at, I'm on stream six hours tomorrow, and then I leave Friday for uh, Kentucky for the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. Farrell Elliott over there. Chad Schroeder will be there. Scott will be there. Jay Reed will be a bunch of a bunch of high stakes guys. Scott and Jay Reed and all those. Uh, d- death dealers will be there. So that'll be a really fun weekend. Um, and then I think I have like a main event draft every day for the next two weeks after that. So okay. that'll be fun. That sounds like, that, that sounds like heaven, honestly. I love doing this stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, that's why we do all this. It's not just because we're like, right. Oh, I like numbers. I want to help people win. Certainly want to help people win, but it's because we love drafting. At that's least right. that's why I'm here. That's right. Yep. All right. Well, thanks to you guys for riding with me. Thanks to everybody who's watching and listening for riding with us through this. Head to DraftSharks.com. Set up your own draft war rooms for your drafts, whether they're high stakes or medium stakes or no stakes. If you're just playing for fun, we can help you beat whoever you're competing against. For Jared Smola, for Adam Krautwurst, for the entire DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shaft saying thanks so much for so many folks. 